Chaplain Michael Bart, and I'd like to welcome you back to another inspirational episode of Strength for the Day. Today we will return to our study of a biblical prescription for the reduction of anxiety, episode number 10. Paul now moves from what appears to be an ethical approach to our thinking to a more aesthetic approach, a lighter look, if you will, at our thinking, but not any less important to our walk. His references made to that which is true, that which is noble, that which is right and pure, really plunge the depths of our spirituality. But now his references to those things which are lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy are closer to the surface of our heart and provide a refreshing balance to the topic of our thought life. So let's focus on that which follows, that which is lovely and that which is admirable. That word lovely points to that which is full of love. That which is lovely has pleasing and has attractive qualities about it. And as a result, it's beautiful, it's graceful, it's enjoyable, and it's delightful. Paul says, allow your focus to be fixed on the lovely things of life. If your mind tends to gravitate toward the not so lovely, counter those thoughts with lovely thoughts. Make the effort to fold that which is lovely into the fabric of your being, your mind, and your heart. Find the beauty in the midst of the not so beautiful, the enjoyment in the not so enjoyable, the grace in that which is not graceful, and the delightful in that which is not so delightful. Paul implies here that it will take some effort to think in terms of loveliness. And many of us, are, we're just not pre-wired to think that way. We see the thorns and not the rose. We see the glass, glass is half empty instead of half full. On a sunny day, it's partly cloudy instead of partly sunny. Granted, the unlovely of life is all around us. And at times, it's, it's really difficult to avoid. Paul is not promoting here a putting your head in the sand kind of thinking but rather a kind of thinking that intentionally thinks lovely things because they do coexist right alongside the not so lovely. We just have to think it. It takes effort. Then he moves from his suggestion of thinking on lovely things and then thinking on that which is admirable. What is it that you regard with wonder? with pleasure or with approval? What is it that you have a high esteem or respect for? What is it that awes your heart and mind? Something over which you just marvel at with a profound respect. Paul says, let your mind be consumed or filled with thoughts of wonder and respect for those things from which you derive, your, derive God's pleasure. What is it in your life that you admire? What is it in your life that you regard with great esteem? Let your mind go there often. And as you do, you will discover and rediscover the immense blessing of God. Let me ask you this. Are you having difficulty coming up with that which is admirable? Paul gives some parameters for admirable thinking. He says, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Verse 8. Excellent is that which is associated with highest quality, exceptionally good or superb, 
far superior to anything else that may vie for a seat in the realm of existence. Paul says, that which is admirable is of the highest quality, it is the best. And you and I, we admire a lot of things. Some perhaps that are of the highest quality, kingdom quality. God's children are expected to admire only the best and refresh their minds regularly with admirable thoughts. Paul also states in, in conjunction with the character of excellence that admirable thoughts are cousins with thoughts that are praiseworthy in nature as well. While admirable thoughts consist of excellence and high quality, it also consists of thinking about that which is highly commendable and highly approved of. Paul seems to imply here that our admirable thinking consists of that which is excellent and it doesn't occur in a vacuum. This component of our thought life actually reaches out beyond the heart and into the world in which you and I live. Our admiration must result in the quality of praise. We must approve in our hearts of that which is praiseworthy. There is action on our part implied here. As part of our spiritual discipline, we are reminded, each of us, to praise God for that which is admirable. If a person is admirable, commend them. Bless them with your approval. Bless them with your favor. Bless them with a good word or action. This is Chaplain Michael Barton. I'd like to thank you once again for joining us for this particular podcast. And if it's blessed your heart or has done you a lot of good today, be sure to share it with someone else. Once again, I want to thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Strength for the Day.